Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Liberty B-Side Podcast. My name is Steve King. Alongside me is Matt Luloyan. Matt, welcome back to the podcast, to both of us. Yes, welcome to you as well, Steve. Yeah, we, um, we, you know what, Greg and Anthony were on last week. They did a fantastic job. Great job. We should start by saying that. In Great fact, job. In fact, um, we've, our, our, several people have called for a replacement, a full-time permanent replacement. Uh, Today, I announced my retirement. <laughs> From the Liberty B-Side Me podcast. Too. Me too. Okay. But we have one shot to to redeem ourselves, I think. Is it today? And stay in the, I think this is it. Oh, boy. I think this is your this is your eight-mile one shot. Okay. Do not miss your chance to rock. This is it, Steve. To rock? That's not how the song goes. How does it go? I'm not going to even get into it. <laughs> let's not go there. Let's go. Um, all right. Let's jump in, Matt. Yep. We're back. And yesterday, we were back with the last, kind of the, the finale. Yep. Right? The closing sermon of our... Um, yeah, our, our, fall series. Series, our fall series. So right. walk us through a recap of yesterday's sermon, Faith Among the Faithless. We finished that that series. Yeah, and yesterday really was a little bit of a different sermon for us in that uh, it was meant to be a summary of kind of what we've seen through First and Second Kings. So right. we weren't even in First we weren't and Second Kings. We weren't even in Second Kings. That's right. But it felt really important to, to try to tie together... And we've been doing this throughout. I think everyone who's preached in this series throughout the fall has always been saying, here's how Elijah points forward. Here's how Elisha points forward. The whole Old Testament points forward to to the coming of Jesus into the world. The salvation God accomplishes through him. Uh, In this kind of transitional week between the end of this series and the start of Advent, and, and this rhythm we've gotten into as a church of doing an Old Testament book in the fall, this just felt like a great opportunity to say, hey, really, though, this isn't just purely anticipating, like there, there's there's types in the Old Testament. There's yep. foreshadowing of like, hey, this prophet makes us long for a better prophet. Yep. But actually with Elijah and Elisha specifically, um, there is explicit connection to the New Testament. There's this prophecy, that, that this promise that the Old Testament ends on in Malachi, mm-hmm. uh, promising that Elijah is going to come again before the day of the Lord. And then, you know, you skip over the blank page in between the Old and New Testaments. You go from Malachi to Matthew and you have Jesus saying, John the Baptist was Elijah who who is to come. He Mm -hmm. he came in the spirit and power of Elijah. It was not literally Elijah, but he came in the spirit and power of Elijah, uh, prepared the way for Jesus. So we looked at that Malachi passage and that Matthew passage, uh, the end of the Old Testament, the beginning of the New, really to see this was the main point uh, that the Bible is one story. Uh, and that we are both people who are anticipating and who are realizing mm-hmm. the work of God. So my my main call to people, um, in light of the fact that we we don't just anticipate the so many people under the old covenant, you know, in Elijah and Elisha's and John's day, they were anticipating that salvation that was that was to come. We are still anticipating the return of Christ, the yep. second advent. That's right. But we also have realized so much in our day through the work of Jesus. And in light of that, those two kind of big calls to people were know the story you're in yep. and pass that story on. Yep. There's a lot in there, of course, about fathers like that. That was kind of a sub theme of the whole of the whole sermon yesterday. Um, that's part of the promise at the end of the Old Testament in Malachi that when Elijah comes, he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and children to their fathers. Right. Um, Elijah and Elisha themselves are referred to as father. In their role as prophet, even though they don't have their own kids, they, they were never fathers biologically themselves. 
Um, so we kind of trace that through a little bit as well. But that was yesterday. Yeah, that's great. It was a great uh, finish to uh, to a great series. I thought a great. I think series it's been a good series. I really, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a. I think it's. I think from the conversations I've had with people, it's been uh, helpful and fruitful yeah. in a lot of ways too. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. Well, we'll get to what's coming next at the end of this episode. Great. But let's jump in. We did have one question come in. So let's sit here for a few minutes. Sure. And just talk about the one question that came in. So uh, someone wrote in. Um, kind of referencing that the uh, Malachi four passage, yeah, um, and kind of your admonition to fathers. He found that helpful. He yeah. himself, the uh, the writer of this question, is a father. Yep, um, is a son, right? Yeah. So he's he kind of thinks about himself in both these roles. I'm a father. I'm a son. Yep. Um, and then started to really think about the fifth commandment, which um, we referenced yesterday. That that would have been break broken down. For, for Malachi to say that the hearts of the children need to be turned to their fathers and vice versa, yep. that assumes that the fifth commandment's being violated. The fifth right. commandment is to honor your father and mother. That's right. And so that, that assumes that commandment's not not being upheld. That's right. So so throughout the teaching yesterday, the understanding of scripture, how he's even understanding wrestling with it, uh, recognize that the, the, the fifth commandment lasts for our entire lifetime. So any one of us that's a, that becomes a father s- still may be a a son yeah. or anyone who's a, who's a mother is still a daughter. Um, and so how do we in our, in a certain stage of life later in life also honor our parents? And so went a little bit deeper into the question, um, could we expound upon our understanding of how adults are relate are to relate to their parents? Hmm. Uh, and, and made some commentary here. I hear many adult Christians make comments about their parents, which seem to fall short of honoring. I also see a growing tendency for adult Christians to relate to their parents like peers. Hmm. Uh, there seems to be little reticence to criticizing one's parents. Uh, does the fifth commandment place parents on a tier above that of their children, regardless of age? Um, is And then a question maybe at the end, is modern America and modern American culture getting this right? Hmm. Yeah, so that's a great question. A lot maybe to unpack there, but just generally the idea of like, how do we relate to our parents when we are adults? Yeah. Um, and then... Do, does our relationship to our parents change over time? If so, how? Yeah. And then uh, do we look to culture <laughs> to figure out how to do this? Right. Um, yes or no? So maybe the easiest thing would be to say no start on the last the end. question. Let's start at the end there. <laughs> is culture getting this right? Probably yeah. not. No. Yeah. I don't think American culture has gotten this right for a long time. Uh, right. And I think that was even referencing yesterday the the epidemic of fatherlessness uh, in the first place. Like they, even even now it's not – like we could, we could really get into the to the the deep dive here and say, like we've lived in a culture for many years that have separated sex from marriage, marriage from procreation and children. Those That's things right. are th- considered three completely unrelated things, right? And they're actually supposed to be <laughs> they're supposed to be together, together all the time. Now, like yeah. that does that's still like because of the fall, because of the way our sin has corrupted the world. There, there's. There's there's breakdown where those things don't all go together for sure. So there's like that's not to say that if you've experienced this, this, those things as separate things that that's um, yeah that, that there's not a reason for why for why that that that's happened. But uh, it is to say that in the design of God, those three things are are supposed to go together. That's right. That's the yep. good original design of God. Those three things go together. Right. So um, having said that, yeah, we we don't get this right in American culture, and I would say from both from both vantage points, I would say. Um, there are a lot of fathers and mothers. There are a lot of parents who do not act in honorable ways. Mm, yeah. Who? So the fifth commandment is specifically directed toward children. 
It's, it's, to, it's to us as children, and I would say to agree with this person's question, and it does pertain to us for our whole life. It's not just for when we're under our parents' roof and in our home. We owe our parents honor throughout the duration of our life or their life, whichever ends first. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we owe them honor all the way through. Yeah. Um, that's a commandment directed toward children, no matter how old the child they are as children. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, the Shema, is that fam- famous passage in the, in the Old Testament, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but also then gets right into and teach these things diligently to your children mm-hmm. as you walk on the way, as you rise up, when you go to bed at night. Basically, it, love your children. That's a commandment to the parents to own the discipleship of their kids and right. to to basically act in an honorable way right. in, the, in the sense of like imparting the things of God to their kids. And so I think we experience breakdown on both fronts right now. We have, uh, we have fathers and mothers. We have parents that are not honorable mm-hmm. in the way that they are parenting their kids. And we have kids that are not showing honor to their parents. Right. So I, that's maybe an yeah. introductory phrase or introductory answer, but what, what's, what is that problem? Yeah. I mean, is, is, is modern American culture getting this right? No, I don't think so. I'd agree with that. Right. Sure. And I, and I don't think that, um, I don't think really any, culture uh would get this right yeah um you know why we honor parents and what honor looks like outlined in scripture i mean this person did reference um kind of the westminster larger catechism Mm -hmm. kind of just for for where they had done some study into this and so questions 124 through 128 yeah i think kind of get into that talk a lot about the fifth fifth commandment and what's required in the fifth commandment right so that could you know anyone about anyone could go can go dive in there too and read sure a lot packed into the catechism at times helpful um, but a lot packed in there yeah um and so scripture is going to outline what honor means yeah and why honor is given yeah um in a way that's just different than than culture apart from scripture will yep um so truly no i think actually our culture is seeking to undermine (laughs) the relationship that parents have to kids and kids have to parents um so I, i don't so i don't think we're getting that right I do think it's, you know, the, the idea of there's a growing tendency for adult Christians to relate to their parents like peers. Yeah. Um, I think that's I think that's interesting that the person wrote that in their question. I think it's interesting, and I think that is not always going to be indicative of honor missing. Sure. Um, yeah. And so if, 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 you know, I think when, I think it was a Mark Twain who had that quote, you know, when I was, when I was 10 years old, I thought my, my father knew nothing. Yeah, and when I when I when I turned twenty, I was surprised how much he learned in ten years. Yeah, right. It's like, well, he didn't learn anything. You learned something, right? <laughs> That's good. So, like, yeah, when, when we're young, you yeah. see your parent a certain way. When you get older, you start to see them a different way. You have an opportunity to appreciate them in a different mm-hmm. way. Now, for me, I, I am grateful for the ways that God has helped me have more like humility toward my parents. Yeah. As I've become a parent, you've yeah. gone, oh my gosh, all those things that look yeah. back and go like, when I was, you know, a younger child getting frustrated with my parents, well, now I'm on the other side going, yeah. it changes, oh my, your, changes your perspective. Changes your perspective, yeah. right? And so, but I can also relate to my parents in a different way. Yeah, that's right. Um, and my parents may, as they continue to get older, like any one of our parents might, um, the way I honor them is not just to respect or to listen. It might be to care for them yeah. in a way that's just different. I didn't yeah. have to care for them when I was younger, the way that I may need to care for them yeah. years from now when they're older. Yep. Um, so 
the idea of what it looks like to be a peer yep. isn't inherently something that's wrong, yeah. um, but it shouldn't be dishonoring. Yeah. It shouldn't be disrespecting. It shouldn't be unloving. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's probably a lot to parse out there and sort out there. Yeah, because on the other side, you have the, the command to leave and cleave your father and mother. That's right. Correct. And to like, yeah. actually step into your own life and own responses. So if you're still, if honoring your parents as when you're an adult and you're, and, you know, you still have parents that are still living, if honoring them still means listening to absolutely everything they say and being obedient the same way you were when you lived under their roof. Well, right. like now we're, now we're probably like codependent or we're not, we're, we're probably erring on the wrong side there too. So That's there, right. there is a, there is, there are multiple commands that factor in here. I do think that, you know, one of the questions in here was about, do we still owe that honor to our parents even after we are not in their home? Like even all the way through to the end of their life. Um, and I think that we can say definitively from the Bible, the answer would be yes. So two examples that come to mind. One is one of the things that it's so stark about how bad an example Samson was, was that he, as one of the judges of Israel, would boss his parents around. Like he would kind of tell yeah. them, like, get this for me and go get that for me. And it's it's clearly presented in judges like that's not how you're supposed to interact with your parents. And he's, right. a, he's a grown man. He's telling he's actually telling his parents about like going to get him a wife. And he's like, go get me a wife from those people. It's like that's that's not how an adult son should interact with their parents. Uh, you know, pretty Noted. obvious, yep, right? right? Noted. Noted. Steve, you're on the fence Noted. about that. Well, I was but... like, okay. <laughs> I just want to know, I got young kids, I want to know what to expect someday, right? And then even, and then, yeah, totally. And then the other one is, so the Pharisees, one of the things Jesus, of the many things he rebukes the Pharisees for in the New Testament, one of the things is that they were, um, this practice of Corbin, it was called. They were, they were taking what um, yeah. what they would normally give to their parents to like support their aging parents when their parents couldn't work and support themselves. And of course, in that day, there's no social security. Uh, there's no safety net. There's no social safety net. So you, part of honoring your parents meant you were the one who cared for them into their old age. And I still think that's where we miss in American culture, even mm. though we have some nets and I'm, then they're not inherently wrong. Um, we can punt on our responsibility to care for our aging parents and assume yeah. that they're, they just need to take care of that stuff themselves. Sure. And I think that's where we miss. I think we do part of the honor we do owe them is that kind of care for them to the end of their life. Even if we are supplementing our care of, for them with professionals and, and senior living centers and things like that. I don't think those are sure. inherently wrong, but Jesus rebukes the Pharisees saying, because the, the Pharisees were saying like, well, Hey, this money that would have been for my parents to take care of them, I'm giving it to God. I'm using it for like, the church, I'm using it, you know, I'm using it for the synagogue for them. I'm using it for, for, for God's purposes in the world. And he's saying, Hey, that sounds really pious. It's wrong. It's wrong. And you're violating yeah. the fifth commandment. Like right. you can't just say it's given to God and therefore punt and abdicate on your responsibility to care for your parents. So I think, I think that's a clear answer in scripture. But to your point, Steve, that probably what, what it means by, by being a peer. Uh, with your parents, there's probably healthy expressions of being a, more and more a peer with your parents when you're out of their home, you have your own family. Um, and then there's probably unhealthy, you know, expressions yeah. of that too. Yeah. And I, and for sure there probably are, uh, probably times where this person's hearing Christians make comments about their parents, which fall short of honoring. Yep. Um, or if there's little res reticence to criticizing one's parents, yeah, we shouldn't be doing those things. Right. Um, and uh, I would encourage us to engage on people with people in friendship relationship as we're able to to to, to sort that out and to, yeah. to build uh, some trust with each other to get in there. Some some of us probably have well, I know some of us have really hard relationship with parents. Sure. And so there's an aspect of uh, maybe it's maybe it's coping, maybe it's unhealthy coping. It's ways in which we just have to process or create boundaries 
Because again, yeah. like you said before, there are ways in which parents act that don't deserve honor. And there's also just a lot of brokenness sometimes that exists in relationships. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of honoring a parent, it feels like you're a year away from like a healthy relationship to even begin to know how to honor one another huh. because of pain and separation and just brokenness and yeah. uh, offense that's been made. And so that's, that that's all, that's also um, present in a lot of relationships. Yeah. So where any one of us hears someone criticizing a parent um, and I'm assuming it's not just the like, Matt, if you, if I heard you say, a, you know, a terrible snide joke about your parent, which I, I have never done. I know you. That's why I'm using you as an example. Because <laughs> oh, I know you would never do this. Okay, good. Yeah. Please, if Matt's parents are listening, he never does this. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> knowing that you have a relationship with your parents, yeah. if I yeah. heard you say something that was out of bounds, I'd go, hey, Matt, what was that about? That, yeah. That's out of bounds. And yeah. it might just be because you're like, ah, oh, you're riled up for, for some specific reason. Sure. Okay. If if you actually have a, a strange relationship with your parents yeah. and you're saying something, that's that's an opportunity for me less to like correct yeah. and go like, Hey Matt, that was wrong as much as go like, Hey Matt, tell me what's going on. Like, yeah. how can I, how can, how can I like encourage you, you know, challenge you, yeah. come alongside you. It's not yet about the relationship between you and your parents. It yeah. might be what's going on in your, in your own heart and mind. Yeah. And it's certainly coming out in the way that you're expressing toward your parents. Yeah. Just know that there's, there's a lot probably more to the stories that we all have. Yeah. And it's good for us to like get into those in the right ways and yeah. at the right time. I mean, here's, so here's a cultural observation, right? So rewind, rewind the clock like 50 years where, and, and even recently, I think this is still a thing, right? Where like water cooler talk in the office. Yeah. And particularly among men, married men. Okay. It's like totally socially acceptable to just bash your, your wife to just rip okay. on your wife. Like, ah, oh, the old ball and chain. Like there's even like derogatory phrases that get like in your, you're not honoring your wife. That's right. And, yeah. and people get sucked into the vortex of like, yeah, I don't like it when this happens or when I, you know, but yeah. like they just kind of like pile on. Yeah. That was like a socially, culturally acceptable thing to do for many years and probably still is in some circles. Um, I think there's been some corrective that's come culturally toward that. And even like there are more women in the workplace now than there were 50 years ago. There's like, so there's, there's maybe some, some, some balance that's like come to that where people are going, Hey, it's not cool to just rip on your spouse. Sure. When you're, when you're sure. in the office, right? Culture has gotten the full other way. Now it's actually more commonplace to rip on the husband. Well, sure. That, right. And that's happened for multiple decades <laughs> right. now too. Like right. sitcoms, it's sitcoms, always dad. Right. It's a moron. It's right. always the Berenstein. Man, I tell you what's sad. I read the, I love the Berenstein bears as a kid. I read them now with my kids. Yeah. The dad in like most of the Berenstein bear books is kind of presented as like, a moron. Really? Like, it is. I can't like, picture that. I don't like, know if I'm reading he's like, in a, he's like a grown child that the mom has to step in and like parent along with the other like mm. kids that are actually kids. Okay. There is the one where he's, a, where he's watching too much TV. I remember that book. He's <laughs> always, he's always another bad hat. Like he's always. Yeah. Not always. I got you off them. topic. Wherever Sorry. you were going with that, you, you were going somewhere. Years ago, it was socially acceptable to rip on your spouse. Yeah. I don't think that's maybe as much the case anymore. Um, maybe it is in some circles. I think maybe what's replaced that though, and what what I hear is like, it's okay to rip on your parents now, mm. and and a, a lot more of us, and for many good reasons, for you know, don't hear me saying what I'm not saying here, but for many good reasons, have pursued different kinds of counseling uh, over the years, have done different kinds mm. of therapy, a lot of therapy, rightfully so, does a deeper dive into our story uh, and our family of origin and what we grew up with, and says here's stuff that was helpful, and that that can be super fruitful to part to to process your life and go. And hopefully in a way for Christians, it helps us 
affirm what we can affirm about our parents and honor them, even yep. if, and of course, there's always in specific, different specific ways, there's always some things that we don't appreciate about that. Or we yep. would have wanted to do differently ourselves if, if, when we're parents, but yep. um, hopefully that leads to healthy things, but it's pretty common and, and acceptable now socially to just rip on your family of origin and mm-hmm. rip on your parents. And so there's not that sense of like, I do owe, there maybe is a little bit of recovered sense of, I owe my spouse honor. Sure. <laughs> um, or maybe in our culture, we just say, or if you're not going to honor them, just don't be married to them anymore. Just divorce them. Like maybe sure. that's the new norm now. But with parents, it's like, there's not really that sense of like, I need to still honor them um, yeah. and speak in honorable ways about them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and culture going back again, where culture gets this wrong in a lot of ways, um, sees anyone that's growing older as becoming more and more of a hazard an obstacle right. um, to anyone else's uh, yep. goals in life. Totally. You know, and so continued um, number of laws that are even being enacted in, in nations around the world to yeah. um, to invite and encourage uh, anyone who's disabled or, yeah. or certainly anyone who's just getting into an elderly yeah. state of life going like, hey, are you ready? Are you ready to die? Yeah. I mean, it's essentially Euthanasia, the cultural death. It's like the invitation, yep. the expectation that somebody would elect to die. Right. So that they can just be out of the picture, just yep. get out of the way. And it sounds crass to say that. That's like, I, I'm not even, it's actually more crass than that. What's actually happening in the world. Yeah. That's um, right. And so that, that can unconsciously seep into any one of our kind of cultural mood. Yeah. Um, for how we treat our parents and how we treat people that are just in different stages and ages of lives than we are. Yep. Um, and we should, we should absolutely, uh, oppose that, reject that. Yep. And, Honor our parents, yep. as Scripture calls us to. to. I think to stay to stay involved, to stay engaged with your parents. You know, this person's asking. I have an aged mother. Um, yeah, as they age, to stay to stay re- like, and, and there can be different expressions of this. Sometimes it is helping them get into a facility where they can receive the care that they need. It doesn't mean that they all always have to live with you, right? But we probably should consider that option more often than we mm-hmm. do in this cultural moment. I think a lot of people in middle and upper middle class. And higher automatically assume that they just never will do that, that there yeah. will never be a day that like the aging parents move back in with them. Yeah. And I think that shouldn't be an assumption. I think that that it doesn't have to be the only faithful expression of honoring your parents. Sure. I think it is a faithful expression, a faithful expression. And it should be it shouldn't just be assumed that we're going to do the the retirement center thing. Right. Right. It's good. Good thoughts on that. Yeah. That was the only question we had come in on yeah. yesterday's sermon. Let's finish just with like a quick look at where we're going uh, the rest of this year Yeah, uh, from the pulpit. Yep. Um, and then I'll say where we're going the rest of this year for B-Side. But Matt, give us Great. what's upcoming on the pulpit, from the pulpit. So this Sunday, uh, we kick off Advent. Uh, which we're really excited about Advent. I, I really always get excited about it more when we do an Old Testament book in the fall. So yeah. I'm there. I'm like... I just sat in our uh, Elise Dolisager, shout out to her, and the students, Liberty students, uh, decorated for yes. Christmas uh, last night. They came back Looks in great. Sunday night. Looks fantastic. And yep. I just kind of sat in there for a few minutes this morning, just was enjoying like, oh, I'm ready for Advent. Like, I'm excited about this season. Um, so we will, we're going to do, um, three years ago, we did a series called Christ of the Carols. Yep. And looked was at different. Three years ago? It was 2019. Oh, wow. So okay. three years yeah. ago. And so we're going to do uh, a Christ of the Carols part two, part but it's two. different carols. So just if you were with us three years ago, if, if you weren't with us three years ago, you're not going to miss anything. These right. are all kind of standing alone. That's right. Um, if you were with us three years ago, it's a little bit of a pickup and continuation from what we did then. 
Um, and so we'll look at, yeah, we'll look at a carol each Sunday. Um, there really is some uh, a richness to the lyrics of many of the carols that we sing. Hmm. And actually this this year, we're looking at some carols that we that aren't typically sung as widely as some of the others. Uh, we hit some of the we hit some of the highlights in in 2019. Low so hanging fruit, yeah, yeah. So it's a deep cut. This is like a this isn't quite deep cut carols, but there's some that are are that. Um, so yeah, so we'll kick that off this Sunday. And um, Christmas Day is a Sunday this year, too. Yes. So we will be gathering on Christmas Day in that that morning uh, and worshiping that day as well. That's great. Well, this is uh this is a probably it might be our last B side of the year. It might not be. Yeah. But we will not be going into an every week recording right. um, through December or through Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year we did I think one or two. I think two um, B sides during Advent. We might do one or two again this advent maybe we'll get greg and anthony back on here too since they're the popular duo now um get them back on right it's, we we're throwing knives at a picture of their head that's right yeah that's we're feeling very uh very threatened for our... yeah. i mean we'll get them back on i'm just gonna undermine be like all right fine i'm not even gonna help you this time set up the computer or anything let's just see how you do on your own guys sure um but anyway maybe we'll be, maybe we'll have one if you have questions this, here's what it is if you have questions on the carols or any question that comes in throughout Advent related to Advent, related to Christ's birth. Like, we love to have these these podcasts yeah. when we're actually delivering content that's helpful for our people to consider. Yeah. Um, so if you have questions, send them in. And if we find ourselves having an opportunity or a need um, to, to jump on and record an episode and share it with our community, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, if not, we will be back certainly in January for Mercy and Justice Month. Yeah, which we're looking forward to that as well. We'll share more about that in the coming weeks, so I won't uh, I won't drop the teaser in for that one, but we'll yep. be back. That's that. great. So be on the lookout for any B-side that does show up with the next yeah. uh, six weeks or so. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we will look forward to seeing you each and every week for worship. And we'll go from there. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, hey, for joining today. One last question, Steve. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, does the commandment about honoring your elders, okay. does that apply to B-side podcast hosting too? Do we it absolutely to, does. Do we need to, do we need to like rebuke Anthony and Greg? To not that they didn't give us a shout out and an honor on their on their podcast. I think we should go do that right I think now. We'll, I think we'll take care of that right now. Yeah, okay, okay, so we'll get on that right now. Uh, thanks for joining us today, and we will see you soon, everyone. <laughs> take care, guys. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B Side Podcast. For more resources, information about our church, visit www.libertyharrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.